to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment. Anyways, I got my guy Q in here. I'm your host, Kyle Coglatori. And you know, we have some cool stuff to tell you about. We've been on a hiatus, so thank you for bearing with us. But a huge announcement. Our very own Q got married, also adopted a dog, and his bucks gave him the greatest wedding gift of all. They won the ship. I mean, you're on cloud nine. Can you tell us how you're feeling? What's going on in your mind right now? Well, uh, well, one, man, I'm very fortunate to be in the position that I'm in. One, I got to, to marry a wonderful girl. And, you know, that's the reason why I'm in Minnesota to begin with. Two, you know, we did uh, adopt a puppy. His name is Gucci. <laughs> And third, yeah, the Bucks closed out in six. You know, it started out a pretty pretty rocky early, which we'll get into uh, in, a, in a little bit. But, hey, man, the Bucks finished it. I was actually in Milwaukee for, for the game. The city was crazy. The energy was electric. And, you know, that's all we can ask for out of a, out of a July 20, June, July 2021. Hey, congratulations to you and your beautiful wife and your new puppy. Uh, man, it's a blessing. I am so happy for you guys. It is crazy to sit there and think like when I met you to now where you're at, you (laughs) progress. Every time I talk to you, you're progressing and progressing. And I'm proud of you, man. We're trying, man, but we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Well, are you guys running off to the honeymoon or what what you got going on? What's the plans now that you're married? Man, now that we got a puppy, I don't know. I think everything's pushed back a little bit, but, uh, (laughs) We're, we're kind of still deciding what we want to do, where we want to do it, when we want to do it. So more than likely, we're, we're pushing it off, obviously, until it gets a little colder around this area. I feel like we need to enjoy the Minnesota summer as we have, you know, not much of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once it gets about fall, winter here, we'll, we'll go somewhere exotic and you know, enjoy, enjoy the honeymoon. I like it. I like it. Well, do you want to jump right into sports? Let's do it, man. It's been a, it's been a long time since we've uh, tapped into some to, to some content, and you know we got a, a lot to talk about. And let's let's get to it. All right, so let, let's do the quick running or er, quick and dirty uh, baseball. The Twins had a fire sale, um, loading up on prospects. You know, I, I thought they'd be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, they kept a couple guys that I thought they wouldn't. I, I don't understand why they did, but obviously they got rid of Nelly. They got rid of Barrios. They almost got rid of Buxton. Um, I guess we just got to cross our fingers and hope these prospects are, you know, going to hit and hopefully they set us up for the long run. Who knows if that will happen or not, but it is what it yeah. is. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, obviously, you know, you get rid of some, some good players for some younger you know, prospects, but then again, in this current situation, the twins have nothing to lose. You know, they're, they're in a position, obviously they're not going to be in the postseason, So now they can kind of rebuild and focus on the future. So I think it's a good, you know, a uh, strategic move, but let's just hopefully, you know, let's hope that the prospects pan out to what we expect them to be. Crossing our fingers, man. And then the wild, they also shocked the world getting rid of Suter. I mean, everybody knew Parisi was trying to, or that there was some some animosity between the club and Parisi. So we knew he was out. We didn't know Suter was out. And clearly they did that because of the expansion draft. Um, but I, I honestly think 
you know, both of those guys are going to bite them in the ass in the long run because I think they're going to see them not only throughout the season become playoffs and who knows what kind of poison pill that's going to happen for the Wild. So while we're on this topic, um, this was kind of off, off script. Since we are talking about little NHL, how do you feel about Evander Kane and his allegations? I know you've seen it. His wife claims that he bet on his own NHL games. That's it's risky business. If he's, you know, if he's caught with that, obviously I'm sure they're going to, you know, get him up out of the league, but you know, what, what, what type of facts and details are, are going to be brought up to, you know, help this claim stand? This is the only thing I'll say about that. If he bet for them to lose, I think that's effed up. But if he was betting on his team to win, like Pete Rose, then I feel like, you know what, I can, I can roll with that. You know what I mean? If he was throwing games, that's one thing. But if he's out here like, yo, we're going to win, I'm putting money on my team, hey, I, 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 that's, that's positive. Like, I don't, I don't see that as frowned upon if that's what he was doing. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's, uh, you know, two totally different perspectives. Like if you're betting on your team to win, you're, you're all in, you know, you're expecting your team to win, not saying that there's any fixed, you know, relations in between that. But if you're betting on your team to lose and you take part in it, you know, being like, Hey, let me just hold the puck. Let me just do some, (laughs) some bad shots. You know, I don't know how they would do it in hockey. Obviously there's some type of strategy to it, but yeah, I mean, one, that, and two, what were some of the numbers? I would like to be involved in seeing what type of numbers he was betting, you know, <laughs> if he were throwing those type of games. Like, you're not going to throw those games for, you know, a couple thousand dollars, obviously. I mean, maybe you could over the course of a season, you know, the season is long, so maybe five grand here, five grand there. But then again, if he's doing, you know, $100,000 bets per game, you know, he's making his salary, you know, on the side. Yeah, that, that oatmeal money, that lump sums, that's what we want to know. What what kind of bets was he making? I wonder, have they disclosed that? Is that even coming out? Will we find that out? It hasn't been disclosed at this point. Um, I'm not sure if they would disclose what type of bets he made, but against his own team, I'm sure he was betting on them to lose. Now it's more so finding the activity of, one, did he do it? And two, how did he do it? Was he, you know, just tricking off shots? Was he giving up goals? Like, something. like Some some type of intangibles that we need to know as far as on the ice. That's interesting. That's interesting. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to following that. And, of course, uh, we got a lot to talk about in the NBA. There's the Olympics. There's, you know, your Bucks winning it all. NBA free agency actually starts tonight. Uh, there's some domino effects with Kyle Lowry, where he goes kind of decides where everybody's going to go. There, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. It's exciting. So what part of that do you want to dive into? Do you want to talk about the Bucks first, your team, the stars so, align for your team? Yeah, we can talk about the Bucks first and then kind of roll into, you know, Olympics since that is how, you know, everything went. So, yeah, I mean, the Suns won the first two games. Um, at from a personal perspective, I didn't panic just because if we look back to the other series, um, what you got the series against Atlanta, they lost game one in Milwaukee, the Suns series, they lost first two in Philly, the Brooklyn series, they lost first two in Brooklyn. See, it's like, it's some type of pattern right there where they're going back and making the proper adjustments and changing the way that they were playing. So obviously you can't make 
60, 70% of your shots every night, but the losses, you go back and look at the numbers, they shot poor when they lost. You know, obviously Drew didn't have the greatest games when they lost, but when they won, look at the complete difference between how he played. Defensively, he's going to bring it every night. Offensively, some nights he's on, some nights he's off. That's that's how everyone is in the NBA. You know, you can't have a great night every night. Middleton, kind of the same situation. You know, he had some bad shooting nights. He had some really good shooting nights. <laughs> yes, he and, did. and that's the difference between, you know, those wins and losses. So, I mean, Giannis played incredible pretty much the entire postseason, most of the games at least, and he capped it off with a 50-point performance as a finals MVP. Yeah. It's, I mean, I've said it time and time again to you. Clearly, we haven't said it on the show, but, I mean, the stars align. Everybody knows that the teams who should have been in that finals were the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets. Like, it, it was a very weird, odd, fluky-ish kind of postseason. But it was really cool to see teams like the Suns and the Bucks get it. And I'm going to be honest, I really wanted to see CP3 get a ring. I was really excited. We all, we all did. But, I mean, I also am happy to see Giannis. I just also think that Giannis's time to get a ring is substantially longer than CP3's, and that's why I was like, hey, this might be his only shot. For sure. And I also thought throughout that series that CP3, you know, the way that he played was very admirable because even games that he knew they were about to lose, he was still giving it his all, doing everything that he could. It, it was what it was. You know what I mean? He obviously had some bad games, some games where he was turning the ball over. Uh, Drew Holiday was was messing with him. I, I know you don't want to give Drew the props that I always try to give him. I'm, I'm a big Drew fan. I know we go back and forth. Um, so, so since we're on air, we can go ahead and clarify this. I'm not not giving Drew the props. It's it's more so you know the other things that are involved. We won't okay. get too deep into details, but Drew is the best on ball defender in the league. I like Drew. I like. I'm a big Drew fan, especially defensively. He he's just fun to watch. I think he's super underrated, and I think he's an awesome player. A huge, a cool dude too. Certainly um, underrated. Certainly super underrated. underrated. Um. But I mean, clearly the stars aligned, and we we were already immediately talking about what what are the Bucks going to do in the off season to get better, and I don't think they can get better. I do not think that they'll be able to get better. They're going to lose Bobby Portis probably. They're going to lose Bryn Forbes. They're not going to be able to bring people in. They have no money. Like, what are they going to do that's going to make them compete next year? Especially now that the Lakers got Russ Westbrook. There's the Lakers were already going to win it without Russ. If they're healthy, what debatable, they, debatable. The Brooklyn um, Nets, like, I, I just, I'm, I mean, I'm just being realistic. I'm being realistic. If you're comparing they, the big threes, Bucks are the baby big threes. That's just reality. Very, very, very debatable about who could have won if everyone was was uh, was healthy. You know, obviously, who shoots the best? That's that's where you know whoever scores the most points, who's wins the game, but. I don't know. It's interesting. We'll, we'll see what the Bucks can do. I know, obviously, they have the opportunity to restructure some deals if they want to, you know, create some more cap space. But, you know, that's going to have to be between the players. I mean, after them winning, I wouldn't see why someone wouldn't do something along those lines. But then again, it's also a business, so you have to capitalize on your, you know, your monetary gains. So with Bobby gone, with Bryn gone, I think obviously Bobby's a bigger bigger piece that's leaving if he does end up leaving. But 
I don't know. It'll be a very unique summer. Um, looking forward to free agency tonight. You know, I'll definitely have my my eyes all over the the screen, seeing who's going where. You know, we got Lowry, DeRozan. There's gonna be some good pieces moving around, and um, I'm just hoping there's not any more star players, star caliber players, going to these big three teams. Because if it is, it's gonna be it's gonna make the NBA a little weaker, but it's gonna make those games more fun to watch. Well, it sounds like DeRozan is pretty excited about the Lakers. Sounds like he he's very intrigued by going there. He's not worried about money, but. It also sounds like Miami. It doesn't sound like DeRozan's camp is all about Miami, but it sounds like Miami is trying hard to bring in Lowry and then lure in DeRozan to play with Jimmy Butler, which I think would be a pretty sweet spot if they all went there. I mean, if you think about that, they keep Duncan, they have Hero, and then they add Lowry and DeRozan to Bam and to Jimmy Buckets. I don't know if they could win a shit, but they would be fun to watch. Yeah, they would compete in the, in the East for sure. They would have a better postseason than they did this this year. But I don't think the Bucks would. Yeah, um, I don't think the Bucks could hang with them. I don't think so. I think Brooklyn Nets. It'd, it'd, it'd be a good series. It'd be oh, a good man. series. I, I don't think that they could hang after sweeping them. You don't think they can hang if they add Kyle Lowry and DeRozan to what they they'll already compete. got? They'll compete. Oh my goodness! I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. They'll come. They'll compete. I mean, These are defending champs we're talking about, man. They're gonna compete. I'm just. Li- I'm over here living in reality, and I'm sitting there thinking on paper. How how on are paper they going to stop everything. that? It, it's not, but it's a lot. It's not everything, but it's a lot. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, the the basketball season plays out very. Uniquely, you know, obviously there's a lot of things that players can't control as far as injuries and, you know, you never know what may happen to any of those players. You know, obviously we wish nothing but health for every player, but, you know, who knows, like Giannis, he got hurt, you know, he was out, you know, that could have been worse than what it was. Obviously that can happen to any player. So, you know, over the course of a season, you just have to see who's the healthiest at the end of the so the season going into the postseason and play the cards you're dealt. So th- this is my this is kind of like what I've got kind of written up here, and, and tell me how crazy I am about this. And, and I've been wanting to bring this. Up. I didn't want to tell you off air about this because I want to get your honest opinion, your your straight up feedback with no thoughts outside of it, right? So basically, Kyle Lowry, I feel like controls the whole free agency. Like after he decides what he's going to do, a lot of other dominoes are going to be forced into certain places. And I, I think about it, there's four teams basically in the running, right? Miami, Dallas, Philly, and New Orleans, right? Those, those, are yep. the, those are the four. And it sounds like Dallas is bailing because they, they think that Miami's already a lock. But basically, if he goes to, to Lowry, what then happens to Noon? If he goes to Dallas, what's going to happen to Hardaway and DeRozan? If he goes to so- Philly... No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to just say, if he goes to Dallas, I don't know. I think I think that's a very unique situation just because Lowry is a point guard. Luka is a point guard, and he's very ball dominant. I don't see Lowry going to a place where the system kind of revolves around Luka. And, you know, he's 
he's ball dominant as well with his his team. You know, Lowry needs a ball to you know run the offense. Luca has the ball a lot, and they don't run the the offense as much as they they used to. Luca plays a lot of you know high pick and roll action just because he's such a great playmaker. So I don't know if he would go there, and I don't know how that would disrupt their system, but I can't see him going to Dallas. I, th- I think it would be a terrible fit, but supposedly that was number two in the pecking order. Philly, he has home you know, ties to Philadelphia, so that one's a logical spot. I'm throwing that one in there. Then New Orleans is trying really hard to p- pair him up with Zion. But here's the deal. If he goes to New Orleans – that means Lonzo's gone, which is likely to Chicago. But then yeah. what happens then with Lori Markinen if he goes to Chicago? And then if New Orleans misses out on, you know, Lowry, Ball gets a crazy offer sheet from Chicago and they don't match it, does that mean Dinwiddie's there? Do they bring back Josh Hart? Then you're also thinking about San Antonio. What are they going to do with Patty Mills and DeRozan? The New York Knicks. Are they going to go after Reggie Jackson for something short term? Or is OKC going to go after, like, a Dinwiddie? Like, there's a lot of weird things going on. And, and, and the guy we're not even talking about, too, is Schroeder. What are they going to do with Schroeder for the Lakers now that they got Westbrook? You know, that dude's not going to take yeah. And he's not that great of a fit. You're going to have him as your backup point guard, six man. So that wouldn't be a bad position for him. I mean, he's played the backup before, obviously at this point in his career where he's pretty much showing he's capable of being a starter. Um, I don't know if he's going to accept that role. Um, he did you know, it at OKC. Yeah, OKC, but that was also early in his career. So now he's more so solidified. Like, okay, I can run the one. I can start. You know, we, we've seen him show his, his talents you know, throughout the, the year. So, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I feel like a lot of those pieces can go to those places. I think the best fit for Lowry would be Philly. He has a big, he has some solid guards around him, and he can still play the primary one. You know, obviously, the plan is probably for Philly to get Ben Simmons somewhere and get something for him. Who knows if it's Toronto? You know, maybe it's some type of two, three-way trade that way with another team. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I would like to see him in Philly back home. He went to Nova. Hey. Yeah, I, I think that'd be a, a good fit, too. I I mean, personally, I want to see Miami just because I want to see that team, if they could bring in DeRozan. I think that'd be a crazy team just to see. In Philly, I just feel like Philly's never going to ha- – they're always going to disappoint. You know what I mean? And I, I just don't know how – I think at Philly – there's no way for DeRozan to end up at Philly where I think there's an opportunity for him to end up in Miami. So that that's the other thing I want to see them reunite him and DeRozan and, and, and do something special. Um, but Philly, I mean, him with Embiid, it would be dirty. They would, they would do a lot of fun things. Um, the other crazy thing though is, is like, what the heck are I, when we talk about Schroeder, I mean, they, they would probably, as a team, much rather have another rim protector, find somebody like a, a Dwight Howard again, use that those funds for something else, shooting, bring in a shooter. I mean, also, Russ, Russ is not a shooter, but he likes to shoot. He's yeah. not a shooting point guard that likes to shoot all the time. LeBron's not necessarily the greatest shooter. or Not that he's not a great shooter, but, he, I mean, that's not what he's doing. He's a playmaker. 
And then AD AD's a stud, but they need to get some three-point shooting to surround them. They need a like a Duncan Robinson. You know what I mean? A Kyle Korver, a JJ Reddick. They need somebody like that. Yeah, that would be a great fit for, you know, uh, some shooters to go over to LA. But also I see that they're pursuing Carmelo. I love that. That would be nice. I would love to see those two, you know, LeBron and Carmelo finish out their careers together. You know, obviously coming in as, you know, rivals, basically. So, I don't know. It's it's going to be a very fun offseason. And, you know, as the offseason finishes out, you know, that's going to lead us into the NFL and, you know, ready to watch football. Well, I mean, we have a, a football game between the pros and college all the way to the Super Bowl now. We've made it. We made it. We made it through that weird, scarce period of time that we didn't know what to do without football. And now we got it back. And it's nice that uh, Olympics is kind of holding us over, too. You know, we get a little extra international basketball. So usually basketball is just dead at this point of the year. But luckily with Olympics, we got a little extra. And that'll lead us into preseason so we can start seeing some snaps, some tackles. Well, now that you're talking about the Olympics, the, I mean, USA has been kind of, I don't know, they've been off. I don't know if it's they don't have the right amount of role players or what. Something's bad. They play against Spain today. They play against Mark and Paul Gasol. Um, who else they got on that team again? They, they just lost Hernan Gomez, Juancho, for the the Wolves, and they, they have his brother. Who's who's the other big-time guy on there? Uh, they got Ricky Rubio, Rubio, Rudy Fernandez, Sergio Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Some, some solid players. I think uh, I saw the spread. USA was minus 12. Uh, I think the difference is USA has, I mean, they have Bam, they got JaVale, they got some decent bigs, but the guard play for USA is just phenomenal. I don't think those teams can contain our guards for, what is it, nine-minute quarters for that 36 minutes. At some point, our guards are just going to go on fire, and they played Czech Republic Saturday morning, it was a 24-point spread. I ended up taking the 24 points for USA because I felt like they were going to win by 25. Like, they they started out slow against Nigeria. They lost. They lost to France. They beat Iran by 50. And I'm like, okay, now they're starting to get their groove. They're starting to understand who they are. They're playing more free. At halftime, USA was up two points. I was actually at the gym playing basketball myself, and I'm like, okay. I end up packing my stuff up, pull my phone back up. End of third day, we're up about 21. I'm like, they went crazy. They were like, USA has, you know, made 18 out of their 22 shots in the third quarter. I'm like, what? And, like, out of those 18, it was like seven or eight threes. So they literally can catch fire at any time. And I don't think any guards – for any country can contain that, especially the amount of guards. Like you have Durant, Booker, Tatum, Lillard, <laughs> then just Middleton, Drew. Like it's just too much basketball. Like too much. These guys are just the best, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, did you see that? The other thing that was kind of crazy about that is that that guy who put together the team for the Olympics dogged Kevin Love. No, I didn't see that. Oh, man. He he went off saying Kevin Love was a mistake. We brought him in for veteran leadership as a big. He came in out of shape. Um, but he's he also was, has a 
played much basketball. Like, I don't know why he was on the team to begin with. Like, they said because he'd been on the teams in previous years and they just wanted the veteran leadership. And that Kevin asked to be on it. That Kevin asked and they did him the favor. But the thing is, this is the thing that's crazy. That guy talked a lot of shit about Kevin Love. And Kevin Love responded back, fuck him and forgive him. But here's the thing. What's going to happen in the next Olympics when they need veteran leadership? Are these guys going to even want to come back and play? Are they going to be like, what if this dude dogs me like the last guy? Uh, I don't think that that would be the case just because, you know, the amount of talent that USA has, I don't think that guy would just say that about anybody, you know. But most a lot of the guys have declined playing for Team USA. So do you think it's going to be harder to get people to even play? That too. Um, if we win gold, no, I don't think it'll be hard. If we win silver, I don't think it'll be hard. If we, you know, one of the two, I think we'll be fine. If we don't win at all, any medal, if we don't place, then I think it would be a little harder. Granted, also in the next four years, who's going to be on that? Obviously, the the core guys that are playing now, I'm sure we'll still have Lillard, more than likely KD. I'm sure Melo will be on his way out, like be done for. You still got Booker, Tatum. Like we're going to have those, the pretty much all the guards still. Yeah. Bam, like JaVale McGee. Who I don't know if he'll be around in four years. Like. That entire team will probably come back. I, d- I just can't believe they don't bring, like, I don't know. Who who were the bigs? When, when you sit there and you think about it, why, or Cat, I guess technically he, he's not USA. He's technically, I mean, he could play for either one. Um, yeah, he, he played for uh, Dominican Republic in the, when he was I don't a kid. know, I think it was, like, it was like U17 or U18 or something. Yeah. So, I mean, who's, who's our other bigs? That are from America. I don't know. We really have to dive deep. I feel like the best bigs are, you know, foreign. I gotta look that Ob- up. Obviously, quick. like you know, some of these bigs are. Most of them are international. They really are. Miles Turner would have been nice. Yeah. Jared Allen would have been all right. I mean. Aiton's not technically U.S., although he would have been awesome. I mean, I don't know. Does he? He's kind of like a tweener-like cat. Like he could still be U.S. or not because, I, I mean, I don't know how how you pick that. I guess you tell me. I I am not sure either. I know how, you need how, are, how are those guys not on speed dial? I know you have some type of a maybe like a dual citizenship or something, and then basically, if you play for one, that's who you play for. Okay. All right, all right. Well, I mean, the other thing that I wanted to get into, Juancho Hernan Gomez got denied from playing because he separated his shoulder. The Timberwolves obviously have some money on the line, some skin in the game, so they're like, hey, your priority is the Wolves. They denied him from playing. guess he's very upset. Whose side do you see? Who, who do you side with? So this is kind of one of those, you know, double-edged swords. From a player's perspective, I I side with Wancho just because this is the Olympics. This happens every four years. You have an opportunity now. You only 
you know the status of your shoulder. You know how well it is, how strong it is, if it'll hold up, and then you can set the limitations for yourself. So although you're like, okay, my shoulder is 85%, give me 10 minutes, 15 minutes on the floor. Give me an opportunity to just get out there. Give me an opportunity just to be a part. So that's where I would understand, like, okay, I want to be there. Like, even if I don't play, just let me be on the roster. Let me, you know, get out there for a little bit, mess around. You know, obviously, from the Wolves' perspective, they got money on him. You know, he's their player. If he does get hurt, that sets him back for them, for the roster, for opening day, for preseason, which is right around the corner. You know, usually they start things up end of September, early October. He would be set back, and then now they're screwed because he got into the Olympics when they didn't want him to. So it's it's hit or miss. Like obviously, I would want to be a part of the Olympics. I would have to wait another four years to be a part of it. Who knows where? You know, I could be in four years. The Wolves, they're worried about now. You know, they they have him on the roster. He's coming back. They need him to be ready for preseason. I also think they want him to be healthy so they can trade him. I think they're that pissed too. that he got hurt so they can't trade him. I mean, they that just too. moved his teammate Rubio. They just moved his Spaniard boy Rubio to the Cavs for essentially five mil and hopefully some more cap. So cap flexibility, but also I don't know if they're really going to keep him or try to move him again. Um, I, I think they did that move so that they could sign that Leandro Bombaro, or I'm probably butchering his name, but that first rounder from last year, the 23rd pick, so they could sign him. Um, but I, I'm guessing they want to move Tareem Prince. I, I'm not saying supposedly he's a better, you know, brings a little bit more shooting to the team and fills a different role. But now we, we're missing a backup point guard. Um, Tareem's like a tweener, small forward, power forward, not necessarily the greatest defender. Um, I, I just, I don't know. You're just doing it just to clear space. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see what, you know, what moves they make in free agency. See, that could yeah. be another thing. Like they, they made that move to clear up a little bit of cap. You know, obviously they're going to need another guard, you know, to fill that backup point guard position. But I think they still have, um, I forgot his name. They still have someone. Uh, yep. They still have him He's restricted. on the roster. Yep. yep. And, you know, free agency, they can still make a move. So who knows if there's a trade coming. That's the fun part. We get to I see. Just, I think you could get more than Torian Prince and a, a future second-round pick for Rubio. I feel like Rubio would have had a bigger market than that. I agree. I agree. But so that we never know I'm a little disappointed about. I, I know there there's talks about Laurie Markkinen, John Collins, Ben Simmons, um, I think they, uh, Jamichael, um, I think I'm leaving out one more guy too. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I'm forgetting somebody, but the, the problem is the wolves seem to always be talk. They always seem to be their noses in everybody's business when it comes to the trade stuff, but nothing ever comes to fruition. That's, that's what I get. Like, it's just talk. What are they really going to do? And I, I know they're not getting in on that Ben Simmons. He wants they they wanted four first round picks, both of them from this year's, Andrew Wiggins and James Wiseman for Ben Simmons from Golden State. Uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good good luck. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, what so, is the, what is the value for getting a player like Ben Simmons? Like, yeah, you want a lot, but is he at the end of the day worth a lot? Like, yeah, he's a pretty top paid player, but as far as performance wise, it's like, uh, I don't want to give up this, 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 and this for this. And it's like, uh, there's a lot of cons to that that type of trade. God, I feel like he a, a phenomenal fit for him would be the Wolves. I think he would be – I think we'd be the best fit for him in the NBA. And the reason why I say that is he's really good friends with Cat. He's best friends with D, D. Russell. I mean, they they went to high school together. They're boys. And I feel like all of their games mesh. Clearly, Ben Simmons is not the greatest shooter and hasn't been since high school. I don't know what's going on. Clearly, it's mental. But with those two guys, he doesn't have to shoot. He does not have That's to correct. shoot. He can just be correct. himself, play his game, play defense, create get to the rack, hopefully figure out how to shoot some free throws. And if he wants to figure out a jump shot down the road, great. But, I mean, that's going to shoot the lights out, the air out of the ball, and so is D'Lo. That, I can't think of a better fit. I, I agree. I think he would, uh, he would fit pretty well in Minnesota. I think he would have a, you know, a good transition game. And let's not forget about uh, Anthony Edwards. That would be a nice run-and-gun team. Yes. Get up and down the floor. You know, they can, they're can. they all athletic. Hey, I would, I would love to see that. You get that, and then you add, say, uh, I mean, Jaden McDaniels, he's no slouch. I don't know if he should be starting or not, and he'd probably actually flourish in a lineup with all of them. But, I mean, even if you add somebody who is a – a Dwight Howard type or JaVel McGee, just a rim protector or rebounder, you add that to that lineup. I think we, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying we win, but I'm saying but we, we would better. be solid. We'd, we'd, we'd progress, yeah. We'd, prog- we'd be all right in the West. We'd be solid yeah. in the West. Yeah, I feel like the goal is obviously to, you know, always try to do better than the last year, you know, at least significantly by, you know, five to ten games. And if you can do that you know, year by year, then you'll inch your way towards a playoff spot. Yes, sir. Well, you want to jump into the NFL? Yeah, man, let's do it. I'm, I mean, ready, ready for NFL training camp. What are some of the stories that you're loving right now? Um, what I'm loving is just that football is on the way. Um, I can tell you more of the things that I'm not loving. Hit me. Um, so what I'm not loving. Um, bad timing for a foot injury for Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I feel sorry for the guy. He was, you know, got traded to a new team. He had a new beginning. Now he may miss twelve weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, wasn't it five to twelve? Right? He could be in, it, be it back as soon as five, but he's going to be gone for or could be up to twelve. Or what was it again? Um, so I did just get a notification just now. It says he has foot surgery, may miss 12 weeks. So <sighs> I'm sure it's up to 12, somewhere in that range, depending on how well his progress is. You know, I think the I think the Colts are probably pretty sad that they let Jacoby Brissett walk to the Miami Dolphins right about now. Although I think and, Jacob Eason, I mean, that kid's going to be plug and play into an unreal situation, one of the best offensive lines in football to protect him. Um, I'd say his receiving core is a little bit weaker, but I think it surprised people. Uh, Paris Campbell is a guy I think three years ago was drafted. He's dealt with some injuries, but 
He's actually a sleeper that I think could be very, very good. Michael Pittman's pretty damn good. T.Y. Hilton's getting a little older, but he's still a burner. And the crazy thing is Eason has a running game. So when a rookie, well, a sophomore quarterback, he didn't play last year. He was a rookie last year. But sophomore quarterback has a run game to depend on. And that kid's got probably top five strongest arm in the NFL right now. Like he's got a cannon. Like up there with Mahomes and, and Allen, like the kid could throw from the end zone probably to the end zone. He's just got a rocket. It's insane. So I, I think he'll be able to stretch the field and keep the defense honest. I w- I'm not actually that concerned. I'd be more scared if I was Carson Wentz and be like, damn, I might lose my job to Jacob Eason. Like, I think that's a possibility. I really do. I, I mean, it all depends on how well Eason plays when he gets his opportunity. So, I mean, he'll get some good minutes, obviously, as a number one now that he's injured. You know, once Wentz is back and healthy, I'm sure, you know, they'll give Wentz a try and kind of work him back into it. You know, so he's kind of ready for playoffs and we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. And um, also, I don't know, what was I about to say about, oh, the Colts, they just signed uh, Brett Huntley. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, he's he's so, an old Packer. That's your boy. I'm not a Packers fan, so he's not my boy, but <laughs> uh, I know who he is at least. Yeah. I mean, that's a solid pickup. Um not bad. The Dallas bad. Cowboys are looking pretty damn good. Uh, CD Lamb is looking just wow. He's yeah, so I also got some random Cowboy news. Uh, this was July 31st, a couple of days ago. Um, Michael Gallup. Yep. Injured his ankle flipping over a fence in the middle of practice. What are you doing? <laughs> I think, I think uh, if you were to look at how they have their stuff set up, the fence is extremely close to the end zone. And if you look at how it goes, I think he kind of got driven out by the defender. And when he tried to go over it, he like hit the fence and flipped over. And when he landed on the other side, <laughs> it wasn't like he was trying to showboat or something like they've got, they need to rethink. Jerry's got money. Jerry should be creating some more space for these guys. He's getting his guys injured. They've yeah, had that I mean, same situation happen in the past. Yeah. Then again, I mean, the training camp is in California. So it's like, I don't think it's at anything that Jerry has, you know, built, but okay. damn, like, come on, man. I mean, just reading it, I didn't see how, what happened or how it happened, but just reading a few days after flipping over the fence in the middle of practice, injuring his ankle, I'm like, come on, man. Are we doing some, like, Olympics? You know, there's acrobatics <laughs> in, in Olympics. Like, if that's what you want to do, then, you know, take I heard, your talents elsewhere. I heard he's been having a good camp, too. Amari Cooper's still been out because of his ankle injury. Um, yep. Zeke Elliott sounds like they might uh, wean him off on carries throughout the season to save him for the playoffs. Um, I mean, the Cowboys' offense is going to be rolling. It's always their defense that's going to be their Achilles heel, and we'll see if they can put it together. I mean, they're going to be really fun to watch. I think there'll be a, a lot of high-scoring games, which will be, you know, what fans want to see. I don't know if the Cowboys got the juice, though, to, to make noise in the playoffs. Um. Yeah, it's all going to depend on defense, man. I mean, offense, I feel like it's never a problem. I mean, it's a problem sometimes, you know, before we got, um, you know, some new offensive coordinators and coaches and stuff. So I think our offense is moving in the right direction. It's more so just the defense. Like, we, we have struggles getting three and outs. We have struggles getting off of the field. Like, our defense is on the field way too long. And if we can shorten up that time, you know, keep them fresh throughout those – you know, those uh, sets, then shit, 
I think we'll we'll have a better chance of you know make, making some noise and getting first in the division. So I mean that's what we want to do first. You know, let's work on winning that division, and then we can go from there. Well, I, I think that should be pretty easy. I mean, that's what the weakest division in football. I mean, they couldn't be in a better situation. Yeah, it's up there. Washington is the only team you got to be scared of. Yeah, their defense is pretty good, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of NFC East battles this year. I'm, that defense? Even as even far as uh, NFC North, shit, that'll be good uh, good football as well. I mean, we got you know a lot of good teams. Everyone's pretty much getting better. Shit. Yeah. The Packers, man, I was really hoping Aaron, you know, stayed away. <laughs> Ah, I was sure really hoping. I, I mean, we're one year closer to him being a Viking, but I was hoping that he renegotiated so that he could become a free agent after this year. It sounds like he'd have to do two more years there. So there's potential chance that he gets traded next year or it's his final last, last season there. So, I mean, it's going to be one or the other. But I was Only really, really hoping that he was – Oh, the mug. I thought he was going to be done. And then we were going to watch the Packers just fall apart. I was excited for that. Only time will tell, man. Only time will tell. I was excited to see if he was going somewhere else also. It'd be cool to see him in a different jersey, honestly. But, you know, he's the heart and soul of that team. So, I mean, he came back. He's he's going to honor this last year, whatever. Well, he's technically we'll under contract for two more seasons. Yeah. But I think I think next year he gets traded. I just got a feeling. I got a feeling. But, I mean, it, you, if you're him, you want to end up at, like, the Broncos. That would, that be would have been a perfect unreal. fit for him. Yes. That would have been a perfect fit because they have some good young talent. You know, they got a solid defense. And then he would have been competing against Mahomes. <laughs> that would have been a battle. It had been amazing. Tw- twice a year, maybe three. It been amazing. Battle. We all know who the real big dog is. I mean, yeah. Rodgers did it without – I mean, he did, he's done it with every coach he's had. Mahomes, I really think, is in a really good situation because Andy Reid is a genius. And I'm not saying Mahomes isn't crazy talented and unbelievable because he is. But, I mean, to sit there and say that he's not in the greatest possible situation. With the best receivers around him. It'd be I absurd. Mean, He's, he got plug and played into the best offense ever. That offense made uh, Alex Smith the best quarterback in all of fantasy football one season. Alex Smith. I'm not saying Alex Smith isn't a slouch. I'm saying er, he's a game manager that was still the highest-rated quarterback for a season in that offense. I mean, he's in a great system. He has great players around him. I mean, that's that's what that's what you uh, you hope for. You know, everyone wants to be in a great system. Great teammates around, good culture. You're winning. You're 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 investing into KC Sporting. You know the soccer team. You're investing mm-hmm. into the Royals. Like, hey, this is your city. You got the key. I know you got some intel too with the Vikings. I know you play a lot of you know Call of Duty or video games with a lot of those players. You know, so what are you hearing about training camp? What's going on? Are people happy? They excited? They think they got a, a squad to take over this year or what? I have zero intel with anything to do with the Vikings. Oh, come on. You're holding out on us. <laughs> I have no idea about the Vikings. Oh, you, you know I don't. I don't have a clue about anything Minnesota. <laughs> well, the Vikings themselves, they're looking pretty good on paper. Um, 
right now the the media is making a big deal about this COVID outbreak where the quarterback room kind of went down. I I don't think it's really that serious. Um, but the offense is going to be chugging. The defense is retooled. Um, really, when you think about it, we're kind of only missing one extra D end on the outside. I mean, we're kind of hoping that Stephen Weatherly is going to be what Everson Griffin used to be. I still think even though Everson Griffin said some crazy stuff about Kirk that we should bring him back, um, I just think that would be a smart move, logical move. Um, I think he does well with the Vikings. Like Clearly we know how to get the best out of him, whether he's a loose cannon or not. Um, and, you know, sometimes people got friends that are assholes, but he's our asshole. So, you know what I mean? We just we got to take that in and, and, and run with it. Um, yeah, more so, I mean, at this point in his career, would he want to come back? He wants to come Is back. It? He's been begging to come back. Yeah, right. I'm That's serious. That's what it looked like. He said that crazy <laughs> stuff, and then he went and apologized, begging to come back, saying – You he, think he apologized on his own, or did he apologize because – He went on line with Paul probably his Allen. PR. He went on line with Paul Allen saying he's so sorry and he messed up. He Who did. do you think told him to do that? You think he did that? I'm on sure his he own? really wants a job, but he knows that, that was his that was his shot. I don't think he's <laughs> gonna find one with any other team. We'll see. I, I really I, I think honest to God, if Everson Griffin does not sign with the Vikings, I think he's gonna be forced into retirement. I don't think he'll play another down in the NFL. Unfortunately. Because I think he's still got some juice in the tank, some gas in the tank. We'll uh, see. And then I, I'd say we could use maybe a third linebacker, which I'm sure we'll find out who that can be in camp. Um, that safety spot should be all right. Plug and play. I think Ant will be replaced. Um, and cornerbacks, I think we're loaded at CB. If we could figure out a, a, a you know, D.D. Westbrook, who I think is an unbelievable slot player, probably who was the best on the market available. Um, if he comes back from his knee injury, and even if he doesn't even contribute that much on offense, but he's an amazing return man for punts, hopefully kick returns. I mean, he doesn't really do kick returns, but if we can get a good kick return, if we get the special teams right, I think the Vikes can make some noise. That was a great pickup. I, I like that pickup for, for the Vikings. You know, obviously he can contribute in a lot of different ways. And, you know, obviously once he gets healthy, I think he'll, he'll definitely make some noise. Oh yeah, certainly. Oh yeah, now that um, Rudy's gone, yeah, he's gonna have a lot of opportunities. He's he's gonna be a nice target. This is gonna be, this is gonna be a good year. I don't know if it's the year, but it'll be a good year. We'll see how COVID messes up our team. Yeah, if I do fantasy this year, I will be picking up Irv Smith. I think he's <laughs> he's a sleeper. Is there any other teams you want to go over before we wrap this up? No, that's uh, that's, that's that's some good content for this time. Uh, next week we'll be back with some uh, some free agency updates, some more NFL news, and we'll be we'll continue to move forward. IQ, appreciate you, brother. Everybody, right, thank man. you for listening. We'll get back in touch next week. <laughs>